0: Hello and welcome to A Little Louder Now, a podcast produced by the Bridge Initiative and FI360 Project. Today are we discussing Barbara Walters as our next episode of This Month in Women's History. My name is Alicia and joining me today is Kelly Z.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning. So tell me, tell me about Barbara Walters.
1: So Barbara Walters um, has pretty much refined the art of personality personality journalism and uh, being the first to interviews. Um, with being the first, she has pretty much laid groundwork for beating other journalists to get high profile um, interviews and just having those conversations with those right. celebrities, those people within politics, um, so on and so forth. So she's in a very wide range in a deep chronicle personalities that have pretty much influenced the latter of the 20th century. Like in 1995, she was the first to interview Christopher Reeve after his horseback riding incident which left him paralyzed. Also too, she was the first one in 1999 who got to do a two hour long exclusive with former White House intern Monica Lewinsky, um, which made broadcasting history as the highest news program ever. Um, And then just kind of while doing a lot of the research on Barbara Walters, I found it interesting that this was something I didn't know was earlier in her career um, when she was on the Today Shows in 1961, um, she actually had to lobby for a breakthrough assignment, which was to travel with First Lady Jackie Kennedy to a trip to India and Pakistan.
0: That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I also noted that when she was on the Today Show, she had an outstanding interviewing ability And she was very popular with viewers, so she received more airtime on that program. And even though she was a significant contributor, she had no input in choosing a successor for Hugh Downs when he left in 1971. They didn't hire her to run the show, even though she was second in line, basically, at that Mm -hmm. point. So Frank McGee was hired. McGee refused to do joint interviews with her unless he was given the first three questions. And... She was not named co-host of the show until McGee's death in 1974 when she was officially designated Walters as the program's first female co-host.
1: That's just crazy that she had been in that position. Yeah. Like given I, the I, opportunity after even proving herself.
0: Yeah. I, I just felt like it wasn't it wasn't fair.
1: <laughs> yeah, know? I agree. I don't think it was
0: fair. <laughs> It was not fair. She was the first female co-anchor of a network evening news. She worked with Harry Reasoner on the ABC News flagship program the ABC Evening News. She earned an unprecedented $1 million per year on that show. She was also a co-host and producer for the ABC News Magazine 2020. She debuted as a co-host on The View in 1997. She still is the executive producer, even though she retired in 2014 as the co-host. My biggest memories of Barbara Walters were those big political interviews that she had. Like you Mm -hmm. talked about Monica Lewinsky. I remember her interviewing Margaret Thatcher, I don't know why that that is the one that sticks out to me, but I remember her interviewing a lot of people that nobody else could get interviews with. So Boris Yeltsin, Vladimir Putin, Fidel Castro, Indira, Indira, excuse me, Gandhi. She spoke to al-Gaddafi, King Hussein of Jordan, King Abdullah of Saudi Arabia. I mean, the list is so long. She also did interviews with pop icons like... Michael Jackson and Catherine Hepburn and Anna Wintour and Sir Lawrence Olivier. She actually considers her interview of Robert Smithduss, a deafblind man who spent his life improving the lives of others who are also deafblind as her most inspirational interview. She remembers that as the one that really touched her the most. But I, I just am really impressed with the trail that she blazed in terms of getting paid for the work that she was doing, getting the title for the work that she was doing and then getting those really great interviews.
1: I agree with that. And I mean, it just kind of goes back to like, she also was chosen to moderate the third and final president presidential debate between like Jimmy Carter and president Gerald Ford, which back then that was in the seventies. And I feel like that was probably mostly done by a man up until that point. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
1: it probably was. And I think
0: I think her comfortability with all of these icons and and famous people and, and world leaders on the political spectrum come from the fact that her father was in show business. He was a booking agent and his job wasn't actually very safe in terms of like financial safety. So he won and lost several fortunes during her childhood. During the good times he she would remember going to rehearsals at nightclub shows that he directed and, and produced, and he would let her be backstage with the actresses and dancers, and they would make a huge fuss over her and twirl her around, and, and then she would go get hot dogs with her dad afterwards. That was, was just it.
1: the norm for her. But, she, yeah. She was used to being around all these celebrities, but it I think her father being in this show business, yeah, it really helped her just become comfortable, because kind of like you said, she used to all these celebrities just twirling her around, but... That really also helped with her career because then she had that comfortability with anyone she was interviewing. So she would be able to just ask them all of these questions and kind of pour into their soul and get them to cry over something so simple as asking about their parents or right. asking some things along those lines.
0: Right. And I think that she she was comfortable with them because she had that exposure, but I think that she also, she wasn't afraid. You know, in that time, when you did an interview with someone, they would say, okay, these are the questions that are off limits. You know, and I'm sure that she stuck to that, but she also would sort of toe the line and ask the questions that nobody else would ask. I remember in the Monica Lewinsky interview at the end, she asked, what will you tell your children about this when you have them? And Monica was like, well, I'll tell them that I made a big mistake. And marvel Walters pans her face to the camera and says, well, that's the understatement of the entry. And it was like so
1: sassy. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. It's true, though, like, it's a, it's a blunt comment, but right. it's also something that, like, is probably one of the most known things about Clinton's presidency. I right. think that's something I know more about his presidency than his actual than what Biden. he actually yeah. did when he was yeah. in office, which, which is
0: a sad state of things. It is. <laughs> but I, I do think that Barbara Walters was just very good at getting people off kilter, and so they would answer questions for her that they really wouldn't answer for other people, I would like to note that she was born in 1929, even though she said 1931 in an interview. It's 1929. <laughs> um, in Boston, two descendants of refugees from the former Russian empires that were both Jewish. Her grandfather was born in Poland and emigrated to the United Kingdom, changing his name from Abraham Isaac Warmwater to Abraham Walters. And the original family's surname was Warmwasser which really doesn't roll off the tongue as much as Walters does. So I feel like that might have been a good choice. (laughs) But it's interesting that her family, Mm -hmm. and maybe that lends to her interviewing ability as well, because she comes from a family of people that had to work really hard to even get to the United States and then build their businesses and build their fortunes. And so she really is used to taking risks in terms of, Asking questions and and excelling at things, so I, I don't know. I don't know if that is an interesting thing that helps her be be better at interviewing people, or if it has nothing to do with it. But I, I would
1: think that it helps. I would think so too, because people's experiences influence them so much. So her childhood has probably influenced what she wanted to do when she was older and how she kind of conducts herself. If you go back to thinking about her childhood, how she interviews, she's able to have that certain demeanor where she has this professionalism while still asking all these questions um that were influenced by her childhood i agree there
0: were moments that were really great like spinning around with these famous people in nightclubs and then there were other moments in her childhood when her father lost a fortune Mm -hmm. that were not great so at one point she said that he lost his nightclubs and the family penthouse in central park west and he her, her father he had a breakdown And he went to go live in their house in Florida and the government came and took the house. They took the car and they took all the furniture in the house, like left them with nothing to find your grace and poise, you know, in a moment like that. And then, you know, interviewing someone who's a difficult interview is nothing compared to that. (laughs) You know? So I think that it's an interesting dichotomy.
1: I agree. And then kind of just going from that. So it seems like she also then just, the family stayed in Florida until she had graduated high school, and then she went back to um, Bronxville, New York, where she got her English degree, which certainly uh, plays into her uh, career in journalism. And then um, before she actually started her career in journalism, she had a brief uh, job as a secretary before she started to work at to assist the publicity director and Republican activist Tex McCarthy. So that's cool. I also
0: think that she... She has a lot to offer in terms of she's lived a long life and a very interesting life. And there were a lot of things that she did over her life and a lot of awards she's been awarded. I mean, how, what does what does her award
1: stand look like at home? Is it a room? <laughs> Is it? I would assume so. I mean, <laughs> just some of the awards. Like, she's um, been presented with the Overseas Press Club Highest Award, the President's Award. She's been inducted into the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame. She has the Lowell Thomas Award for a career in journalism excellence. She's a Lifetime Achievement Award from the International yeah. Women's Media Foundation. And that's just, like... Scratching the surface. And she's got
0: Emmy Awards. She's she got did a star fame. on the yep. Hall of
1: Fame. I'll go to Hollywood. I'll check it out. <laughs> Hollywood
0: Walk of Fame, not the Walk of Hollywood Fame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that you did that. You could have left it, and I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. She's been
0: impersonated on Saturday Night Live. That means you've made it, right? It's when someone mm-hmm. is making fun of you on Saturday Night Live. She was honored with the Disney Legends Award in 2008, and she um, also got the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Emmys. So I think it's just... Very interesting her life and how how much of a trail she really plays. think of all the women that are on TV now that are co-hosting. She
1: I think, was the first one. I feel like I see more women journalists than I do male nowadays, which is great
0: i have I have no idea when that breaks down. I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you,
1: but i I feel like just from personally whenever I do have the TV news on, it seems like there's a lot more like women anchors and things like that, so maybe that's just our area, but that's just yeah. something great to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about how hard she had to fight to become a co-host on a, on a nationally syndicated show. And think about now, you have, like, Gail King, who is a co-host on a nationally syndicated show. And I don't really watch the Today show, but I know there's a few women on there. The View's still going. Robin Roberts mm-hmm. is, yeah, I know her name. She she has an interesting life, too. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about her in this at some point. I mean, The View is on every day.
1: And, and there, she's still producing it.
0: Yeah, and there's like five, five or six women on that. so it's I believe
1: so. I don't really get to watch since we have to be at work. Yeah, well, <laughs> for work purposes,
0: we're going to have to sit down and watch The View. but <laughs> <laughs> And then report back. <laughs> so um, I, I just think it's really interesting that she pushed forward this concept of, concept is the wrong word, but she, she made it normal to have a woman on the TV on a syndicated news show giving you the news. And she became beloved. Mm-hmm. And I think that she really paved the way for all of these newscasters that we see now that are in that role. She really opened up the door there. I mean, she, she didn't just crack it over. She kicked that thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. And I think that it's just also due to how much her art of journalism has probably influenced people. And I mean, she was known for perfecting that um, personality, which is, can be difficult because it's, I mean, people conflict all the time because of their personalities, but to be able to speak with so many people of so many different ranges and still be able to get all these amazing interviews is incredible. You're right
0: in that she perfected who she is. And there's a whole generation of journalism students, probably several at this point, that looked to her and said, I want to, I want to be like her. And how does she interview people to get them to say the things that they say with her that they won't say with anyone else? Like How does she do that? And so um, she's probably inspired more female journalists, but also more journalists that have the sort of personality that she does. I agree with that. True tip. True trailblazer. I agree. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else that you would like to add about Barbara Walters?
1: I feel like I need to watch her three-hour special. I haven't gotten to do that yet. So I think that's things yeah. to do. I
0: want to watch that too. So, all right, we're gonna report back with how the three-hour special went and what we thought of it, but I'm sure we're going to love it. So we, we want to thank Barbara Walters for her trailblazing. And we want to thank you for spending your time with us. Again, this is a little louder now by the Bridge Initiative. Thank you, Kelly, for this great conversation. And if you, listener, have any questions, topic ideas, or if you'd like to join the Bridge Initiative community, email us at bridge at fi360.com. You can also support the podcast without spending a dime by leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we want you to all get a little louder now.